1: You're rise and get up on the
0: Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, it's kind of a weird episode in that I'm recording from my pantry. Um, I know that you can't tell necessarily by the sound, but just in case you hear like chips falling or, you know, me bumping into boxes of cereal or something, like that that's where that is. <laughs> and uh, the guests on this episode are uh, new to the podcast. I don't think I've ever had, I haven't, I know I haven't had the two of you on this show before. And I've definitely heard the name, uh, you know, quite a bit over the, the last few years. I know you have a few records out, including a, a very new one, and I want to get into all that. But before we get started, I think the best way to start this off is if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and maybe just give a bit of background about the group
2: cool sure you go first
3: cool sounds good i'm james um the project is called viva non it started out as a solo project um mine okay uh and it, it formally essentially it was like the will to power first is like the my first kind of foray into doing electronic music that started in kind of like 2013 before that i was in like hardcore punk bands I didn't make uh, the connection then,
0: with The Will to Power. I have a couple of those albums. and oh, really? I, I no didn't way. actually realize that. That's cool. All right, keep going. Sorry to that's interrupt, sick. but that, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: dope, dope. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of, like, my style changed enough that I was, like, I, don't, I didn't really like the name The Will to Power all that much anyways, and it was just like, okay, it's kind of a good time to change. So then I just started viva non as not not even necessarily to just be a new project but it was just kind of like a good time to do a name change okay uh and then yeah i've done like a few records since then and then um yeah started hanging out with this one in like 2017 they
2: can't see us remember we're on a podcast oh yeah that's right <laughs> it's catherine over here right, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh actually i guess that's uh turn it over to you now. i can introduce <laughs> yourself
2: so did I join Vivenon in 2016? Is that 2017? 2017, what it was? 2017. Yeah. yeah. So me and James started dating, and then we were like, "Oh, we're both musicians. We'll just play in each other's bands because it was easier to yeah, tour yeah. that way. Convenient for sure." So yeah. I joined. Yeah, it was great and way easier because I had a solo project. I mean, I still do have a solo project, Tansy. Yeah, but it's kind of I don't really do much with it right now. But we decided to do a tour together with Vivenon and Tansy, and then so I started playing synths and uh, kind of collaborating a little bit more. And yeah, now we've just been collaborating on Bebanon more, and um, it's a duo project, I guess, now. So. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah.
3: The, the last record, like Shaping Dust, um, was kind of already mostly written before we became like a duo. Okay.
0: Um,
3: but then this one was like very much like a, yeah, kind of both of us brought this one into the world so it's pretty cool
0: what is yeah, the uh, division of, of of music like between the two of you like who does what and ha- ha- what what works well between the two of you musically
3: a lot of the time uh you know there's just like so many jobs that have to be done in a band um and like i'll i'll be the one usually just kind of like looking for like the idea or the direction or something like that yeah the one you know coming up with like 300 terrible ideas and then just like finally finding something that i like and then we'll kind of like start it working together from there um and then it's just kind of like different every time like um sometimes like we've done a song where Catherine just like puts like vocals on it and then that's like uh what she does but um yeah uh that that kind of is how it goes. We'll kind of like get together to like start like critiquing things and and piecing it together. I,
2: I think that yeah, like ultimately Vivenon is still like James's project, okay. but I kind of come in. I like swoop in on the the tail end of like ideas, and then we kind of collaborate from there. And like you mostly, James mostly like buys our gear, so it's pretty funny. Like all of a sudden he'll be like. I'm buying all these new scents. <laughs> figure it out. And so then I'm like, oh shit, I have to, oops. <laughs> oh darn. I have you to, can say like, shit figure, on your podcast. I can say yeah, swear, yeah. I can swear. Yeah. I keep <laughs> thinking I'm on radio and I'm like, oh no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's been pretty funny. Like James sometimes will just be like, we're getting new gear. This is what it is now. So I kind of come in after the fact and like, okay, what are we doing live? Like how yeah. are we playing this? Yeah, so.
0: Well, that was kind of, but one it, of that was sort of my, my next question actually is, 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 is the stuff on the record? Is it playable live with the two of you, or is it kind of? Do you have to kind of alter alter the way the uh, songs are structured depending on the equipment you have?
3: The nice thing about this one is that actually it's kind of more so live. What we do is like I just do the vocals, and okay. all of the electronics is Catherine. Um, and in past, in the past, like a lot of what Catherine would do would be like playing with. Uh, filters and stuff like we'd send like midi to actual synths and then uh just use kind of like different uh, parameters on the synths themselves to like be expressive live which is great and that's really fun and like we're gonna do a lot of that in the future as well but the the fun thing about this record is it has a lot of like leads and stuff like that that can actually just be like played oh cool so we just got like an MPC one um over the uh this like pandemic time or whatever uh, so we've like sampled all the instruments that have like playable leads uh, so this is actually going to be a record where like Kath is going to be like doing a lot of like actually playing which is right. fun
2: and I, I kind of feel like that's my like I kept bugging James because I come from I don't even know if you know this either but like I come from a jazz background right. I went to BU with like a bunch of the different jazz cats in Winnipeg like I went to school with a bunch of people and I play saxophone originally, but, um, so when I was in James's project, I was like, okay, but what am I playing? Like what, what notes are we playing? And I yeah. was like, I don't know. Just, and electronic music is so not like weird that. for
3: that. Cause like, <laughs> it, it's just like, it's different for every project. It's like, some people don't play anything like so like yeah yeah who was that recently that we like found... like Molly Nielsen like literally just puts on an MP3 and sings to it yeah you know like and, and like anything's acceptable because you can just do whatever you want um, but like for us we've always wanted to make it interesting enough for us that that we're doing something so um, yeah that so was at kind the of very least my... like we need to like have like three or four synthesizers like playing live yeah. while it's happening and being able to like mix and just do different things like that. But Yeah,
2: try to actually funny. have a, like a little bit of a live show or like a, a little bit of a, I don't know, not just a playing the backtrack sort of setup, which we've watched other bands do that and it's been like a great show. But yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think electronic music can get away with that because I, I feel like the vast majority of the audience doesn't know what goes into making the sounds. And I mean, you know, yeah. if you're in a more traditional rock band or really any other kind of music, You know, people associate, okay, this is a guitar, this is a saxophone, this is a keyboard. But yeah, when when it comes to anything electronic, I think, I mean, even me, you know, I've tried to to get into the electronic stuff a lot more recently, and even still, it's just like, I don't know what made that, where'd that noise come from, right? So yeah, yeah, you can, but it's cool that you are doing the live thing, because I think that's, uh, I think it's probably a temptation to just sit there and like, you know, press a button and dance around as if you're, as if you're generating this noise with your mind or something, right? Totally,
3: totally, yeah. And like, it it really doesn't matter in turn. Like, yeah, this is just kind of going over the same point, but like, it, it's not for, uh, making yourself like legit to the audience because like that, it doesn't matter. Like right. a lot of people will not be able to tell the difference between what we're doing and just pressing play. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's for us, which is kind of like fun and funny, I guess. I
0: <laughs> yeah. Kind of right, you could take an easy road, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I hate to ask this question because everyone hates answering it, but uh, and I hate asking you too. But how do you define the type of music you play? I know electronic is such a big, like you know, large tent genre, and there's so many subgenres. And really, you could say electronic music, and you could be describing like, 500 different things, right? Do you have sort of a shorthand version of uh, if someone runs into you and these you haven't seen them in years, and they oh hey, you have a band? Like sure. wh- how do you define it?
3: Right now I'm saying emotive electronic music. Okay. <laughs> just, like, every single thing that we've been doing has been different, even, like, genre-wise. Um, I guess, like, this, this record that we just put out, it's very, like, synth-pop, like, maybe a little bit of new wave in there, but, like, no. not even, really, you know? Um, and the we released a single last winter, which was very, like craftwork inspired and okay. like weird um, and and right now I'm working on just like straight up techno so it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's all over the place like Vivanon is just like whatever like we want to do with electronic music okay. but it's always emotive um, and it like lyrically it's always like existential so I mean like that's kind of we, I, I think we still have an identity even though we go all over the place.
2: Yeah, we kind of do go all over the place with the releases, but I think that's kind of fun. Yeah.
3: And I, I like—I I don't think genre has to be that important. Like, I a lot of the projects that I really like kind of do that all the time. Just like, um, I don't know, there's this uh, Swedish producer, um, Varg, and like, he'll, like, within a year, like, he, he released, like, a crazy, like, ambient record. And then the next year... Um, it was just like trap you know okay. like i i really like artists like that who just kind of like genre is kind of irrelevant uh just like kind of do what inspires you at the moment obviously i also really like artists who kind of do the same thing every time like a black marble record like that is just like a genre in itself and that's cool too but not us
0: well i think genre exists mainly for people like me to like compartmentalize you in my head right because totally
3: totally
2: the, the for sure thing that we usually get from people that don't really listen to like i don't know like they don't know what cold wave is or they don't know they've never listened to like a lot of heavy electronic Like stuff, but they kind of know indie stuff. A lot of people think James sounds like the cure, like Robert Smith. But I'm like, you don't even listen to the cure. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't understand how it's so funny. Like, you don't have that as an influence at all. But people are like, oh, yeah, Robert Smith. Yeah, I hear that. Weird. Okay, cool. Yeah,
3: and I totally, I don't mean at all that, like, genre is not a very useful categorization tool. (laughs) But I'm just saying for this project, it's like, release to release you know you yeah, can yeah. put us in a genre like here but then the next one it'll be totally different
0: well one thing i like and i, I get this from listening to you that the, the idea of it being emotive electronic music is that yeah. it always seems funny to me because because emotion and and computers you know they, they seem so uh like counter like they're against each other right like one thing is so human and one thing is so digital electronic how do you How do you combine the two? Because it it works. I mean, I think the word emotive definitely suits what it is you're doing, but how do you make feeling come out of something so cold and and mechanical?
3: I always love juxtaposition. Like, when it's... (laughs) This is so funny to be bringing this up, but, like, when it's, like, Christmas Day, like, I want to be watching, like, a documentary on Satanism. Like, you know, I don't know <laughs> what did. it is, but, James like...
2: James did do that, and I got mad at him. I was like, do we really have to be watching a documentary about this Church of Satan? If, like, it's Christmas. I don't like... know, there's just, like,
3: something... Um, like, yeah, I don't really know exactly, technically, how to make it work. But when you have, like, two things that are just, like, so polar opposite like there's always like this just comfortable it's not even like middle ground because they like they need to like interact in a way but yeah i don't know i, I really like juxtaposition in art I, I like happy sad music is my favorite yeah you yeah. know that kind of thing i i like so i think it's i think it's like that with with synthesizer music just like with like cold like you know a computer is making a sine wave yeah um, and you just manipulate it in a way to be emotive. I, I find that really beautiful. It's really hard. Um, and that's that's why, like, um, it takes so much friggin' time in the studio to, like, come up with a decent idea. Because, uh, you'll, you know, you'll have 300 that just sound like a computer making...
2: Bleak bullshit bleak. noise yeah, exactly. you know yeah, like trying to find i think that james you're very inherently good at finding like melodic expression in lines i think that that's like what i've noticed about like how you write music so like mm-hmm. you have like a very good sense of like um yeah you're very good at like making something expressive from a synth line which mm-hmm. is cool. I think that comes out on this record that yeah. we just put
0: out pretty well. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, what, I think I read in one of the bios you had, it may have been on Bandcamp or something, that, that word emotive was in there and it was like, yeah, this, this just sounds like it. There's, there's feeling in this, but it's coming out of uh, a synthesizer, which, I mean, it's maybe not fair for me to assume that all synthesizers need to sound like just strictly bleeps and bloops, right? Because there's, there's, yeah. there's clearly so many examples, like so many examples of, of that not being the case, but it's always cool yeah. to see those two things uh, match for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
2: Well, and I think that maybe you don't, maybe you you feel it more in like ambient music, like ambient music is very emotional and stuff, and that's mostly, like a lot of it's just synthesized. Yeah. But um, to have it be danceable as well, it's kind of like, I like that. Yeah. I like that combo. Well,
0: yeah, because mm-hmm. ambient stuff is almost more cinematic, right? Because it's just, it's like yes. an yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. 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 I'm sick of talking about the pandemic but i have to because we're all dealing with this right now of course. <laughs> and I, I always ask people what who are releasing music during this bizarre time we're in like what is it like to put on an album now because it was just a few weeks ago i guess that you or days ago even that you released this right and um like obviously you're able to be in the same room as each other, which is nice. I mean, a lot of bands don't have that luxury, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what has what the situation been like for just putting on an album when you know, you can't necessarily um, release it, promote it, uh, support it in the way that you would have been able to otherwise.
3: It was really great. Actually. Um...
0: We are lucky
2: that we can play together putting that out there. There's a lot of other people that are not in this position. We have a home studio. We live together. Like, yeah, just saying that, but knowing that it was really great. Yeah, of
0: course.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It really made us um, hone in on just the fact that like, okay, like we can't rely on touring on this record to promote it. Like we need to use the internet, you know, like that's all we have. And we hired uh, David Schellenberg who, um, is running uh, this new company called Signal Noise, like a digital marketing thing. And uh, he was just awesome and uh, really helped us, uh, yeah, just like find new fans for the band and the record. Uh, and it went really well. Like we had a really great release, like, at, you know, just compared to like our previous releases, mm-hmm. you know, like, like much better than anything we've ever done, uh, which is, you know, pretty crazy, uh, and that just, like, we don't have the, um, yeah, like, a lot of, before, it was a lot of, um, the mindset was toward, like, touring, and just, like, telling people, like, we're gonna be in your city in two weeks, like, check this out and come see it, and and that's pretty exciting, but, uh, this was just all about the music, and just, like, yeah, like, if you want to check it out, out. go for it, and, uh, so it was cool, like, I, I almost at the start of the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to wait till this shit's over to release new music. Cause like all I care about is traveling on it. Um, so I'm going to wait, but uh, I'm, I'm really, really glad that <laughs> 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 I, I'm glad that that mindset kind of changed. Cause it was actually like a really a great experience to, cool. to release it.
2: And and, like, I don't know if other Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if other artists had this experience or not, but like, you kind of there's like less pressure in some ways because like you're not you're not adhering to some touring schedule you're not adhering like we didn't do a physical release we did a digital only release um we told our label like we're on a we're on negative gain um label in the states and like mm-hmm. we told them what we were doing but we were like okay we're just digitally releasing it like this is the plan it's pretty casual and like i don't know we were able to just shape the record how we wanted and we didn't have deadlines and yeah it kind of made us realize that like doing it DIY, you've always done things DIY like for On and like it was it was kind of nice to do it all DIY yep. again and just yeah.
3: Our label probably wanted us to adhere to uh, <laughs> deadlines a little bit more than we did. Yeah, yeah. We, like, we sent it to them, like, very last minute. But, but it didn't it worked out. matter. It fine. We, were, we fine. weren't printing anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no pressure. But right. that's what we, yeah. yeah, exactly. If they're not
2: paying for our vinyls, then, like, <laughs> screw it. Yeah. Whatever.
3: Yeah. Love you, Roger and Micah, if you're listening this far into this. they're not going to listen to this.
0: <laughs> Do you, uh, like, are, you, are you planning on potentially releasing this physically you know, assuming things change with the pandemic situation, or depending on the reaction to the record, or are you quite happy with the just digital only version?
3: I think yeah, we'll I'm. I think I'm happy. Like,
1: yeah.
3: I want to release physical stuff in the future, yeah. but I like I'm already working on new stuff. And that's the thing when you release a record. Like, my favorite part is just like walking away and like onto the next. So that that's how my mind works
2: and the record we just released we grow is like only it's under 25 minutes right. it's not a it's a full length but it's not it's not super long and yeah it's it very kind of a nice little straight little package yeah It'll yeah.
0: we'll keep people aware of you even if you're not touring and not yeah not doing things the old way for sure yeah.
2: yeah it was kind of nice to just focus on like let's see how many people we can reach outside of winnipeg let's see what we can you know, who we can reach on social media from videos or from these news tracks or, yeah. It was kind of like a fun way to connect with people during the pandemic when we couldn't actually see people.
3: felt really organic. felt yes. just really natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good.
0: Do you think that's going to help you in the future too when touring becomes a possibility again now that you have all these connections, you know, outside of the city?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think, like, we'll release music in a very similar way going forward. It was just a lovely experience. And then obviously like it'll be much more exciting to be able to put the live shows around that and yeah. to kind of like plan that into the releases and stuff.
2: And there's not like a huge scene in um Winnipeg for electronic stuff and like we've had success touring in Canada and stuff, but we really wanna to tour Europe and so we have we have a lot of listeners in Germany right now. Cool. So we're like, hey
0: Maybe yeah. we'll go to Germany. Yeah, <laughs> go to yeah. Germany, yeah. Well, once <laughs> travel it. becomes a thing again, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, you know, like it's not. There's no physical copies available. What's the best way for someone to check out this new record? Uh, where would you kind of direct them towards if they're Viv-Nan hearing on music for the first time here?
3: Sure, vivanonmusic.com just is our landing page, and that'll give you links to our Spotify, Bandcamp, or Apple Music. So that's just kind of what we've been putting everywhere. Just go to our website and choose what you want to go on. Bandcamp's great, obviously. Like, to that's the most like that's direct. the best way to like support financially yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a listener, too. Like, I use Spotify, so, like, listen wherever you want to listen. Like, all we really care about is people listening to it, you know?
0: Yeah, of course, yeah.
2: But it is Bandcamp Friday on this Friday. I don't know when the podcast is it'll
0: be. Up. It'll be over by then, but there'll be another one coming up, right? They always do it. But so, yeah. there'll be yeah. another yeah,
2: Bandcamp yeah. Friday, so... Yeah. Gotta hit it up, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's been kind of a, sa- a saving thing for a lot of bands this year because, like, they just haven't been able to sell merch is so hard to sell when you don't have a show to to sell it at. Yeah, yeah
2: and so many people make so much money off merch. Like, all- yeah, we went on tour with another band on our label, Mr. Kitty. Um, I guess was it almost two years ago now? Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, he just he sells so much merch at his shows, and then like they're in the state so like they don't have a lot of arts funding like we do in yeah. canada and so like just to try to like slog your merch online and like ship it everywhere and like i don't know i just it was just so bad i did
3: realize though for that tour we just like made a really bad move like we were playing all these like goth shows and we did not have a black t-shirt didn't have
2: a black t shirt. We how dare we wrong move
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> Well, now you, now you know. Now you know next time you, next time you find now goth we shows to just now, get just now, a bunch yeah. of black merch, yeah. Exactly, We always exactly. get
2: booked at goth shows. That's our go-to, so... Yeah, for is sure. Is that
0: something <laughs> that you, like, seek out, or is it just where people decide to put you? Is it, like, the genre thing where someone's trying to place you somewhere and they end up in a goth?
3: No, that's just, like, the people that like us. Yeah. All... It, just because it's, like, similar influences, you know? Like, if people are into goth, like, they like New Order. Right, and, yeah, yeah. And stuff like yeah. that, and, like... Yeah, they they hear that influence in our music. And even though it's like not as dark as a lot of stuff in that scene, uh, it it get it gets accepted pretty well there, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
2: cool. that's like kind of the community that has embraced us, which is really nice.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> maybe I guess unexpected, right? But it's, it's, it's cool to, to, to get that fan base showing up. Yeah. The
1: yeah,
3: yeah, totally, totally.